Today, I'm going to try something new and I'm going to answer reader questions. I used to do this. I started this podcast back uh, 2016. I used to take reader questions. We used to do some live video components. These are just questions that have been mailed to me and uh, hopefully I'll be able to give you some insights, the kind of stuff that I normally do when I'm coaching clients uh, on Zoom. Uh, we begin today with two questions that overlap so we can cover a lot of ground. Question number one, how do I know if I should leave a good committed relationship to look for something better? This is my first long-term relationship and the communication is amazing, compatibility is good, but I've not dated it enough to know what connection and chemistry are supposed to feel like. I'm actually confused why he wants to continue the relationship. This guy has options. But between us, the awkward energy persists even seven months into dating him. That was question number one. Question number two, I'm dating a wonderful man who I enjoy doing things with, who I find attractive and who has said, I want to make you happy, but I'm continually frustrated with him and ambivalent. Could this be an example of not wanting the ones who want us? Am I destined to only want men who are not eager to please me? Good questions, normal questions. The reason I'm leading with these questions, these are the kind of questions I would presume you have. Let's start with the first one uh, and let's break it down into its component parts because there was a lot in that really short paragraph. That reader says she doesn't know what connection and chemistry are supposed to feel like. I think that takes a lot of self-awareness to say that. Now she says she's on her first relationship, so there's some humility that comes with that. But I can't stress enough the value of experience when it comes to dating. I know I bang on about this all the time, the idea that dating is a skill and it's no different than your job. And if you are work at a widget company, hopefully you get better at making widgets after you've been doing it for five years compared to the day that you did it or the first few weeks that you were doing it. So dating should be like that. It should be a constant learning curve. And the more things you try, the better sense you get of what's out there, which is why when people date and they go online and they find a cute guy and then immediately sleep with him, call him their boyfriend, they don't actually have a lot of dating experience, right? They're serial monogamous and they just grab the first cute guy who shows interest in them but they don't know too much about dating. It's like being an enophile, a wine connoisseur, but you've only tried the bottles of wine that are less than $10 at Trader Joe's and you don't really know what's out there. So I can't stress enough for a listener the value of experience to know where you're at your best, how you feel comfortable, what kind of guys are out there, and not just dating one kind of guy that you're always attracted to, but sampling the way one would sample different foods to see what they like, trying different guys on for size and surprising yourself with what broad tastes you might have. Next bullet point, she's asking why this guy would want to continue dating her when he has so many options. Well, right there is another red flag. That's the lack of self-esteem. And again, I always say that gently because confidence comes and goes. The, the, the difference between confident you and insecure you is paper thin, but it will not bode well for you if your view on this guy that you met is that he is above you in the food chain. This guy is has options. I can't believe he's with me. The central metaphor in Love You is that you're the CEO and men are the interns applying for a job with you. Think about how much power that gives you. You're the one who's doing the choosing. You're not saying, oh, please, please, please intern come work at my company for free during the summer. You're not begging the intern because there's always another intern. 
So you can never put guys up on a pedestal and give them that level of control. You have to assume that you're the best option the same way that I hope you do when you're interviewing for a job. And again, maybe this is my, my arrogance or cluelessness. When I was looking for work back in the day, it never occurred to me, <laughs> never occurred to me that someone was gonna be a better fit for the job than I was. And that's the way I approach dating as well. Objectively, there are guys who are younger, cuter, taller, richer than I am. I know that. I never let that get in my head. I always assumed that when I went on a date, it was up to me whether I went out with them again, not up to them whether they went out with me again. Now, of course, it's always both. It's always gonna be both, inherently. Nothing happens unless I call her the next day to say, I had a great time. Well, obviously I have to ask her out again, but she also has to say yes to me. So it's always a both, but you really wanna focus on yourself as the chooser, that's gonna make dating a lot better for you is when you focus on yourself as the chooser instead of hoping to be chosen. If you don't think you're the best that this guy could do, he's probably not gonna think it either. Confidence is everything. That's why we spend the whole first month of Love You on confidence. Bullet point number three to that question. She talks about, uh, despite how great this guy is, they feel awkward energy. Awkward energy after seven months of dating. And so that begs the question, why would you be in a relationship where you feel awkward all the time? I, I, can't, I can't even fathom that. And the only thing I could guess is you think he's such a catch. Either he's really cute or he's really smart or he's really successful that he, if he's so great on paper, I, I might as well keep him. Someone's gonna try to snap this guy up. Well, it doesn't matter if someone else tries to snap him up. You're in a relationship where you feel awkward with him all the time. And that is, I don't know, maybe the opposite of the proper energy you're supposed to be feeling in a relationship with a guy? What are you supposed to be feeling? Relaxed, comfortable, at ease, like you're talking to your best friend, like you can let down your guard, like you can be yourself, like you never have to worry about what comes out of your mouth and that it's gonna be used against you, like you don't have to wake up every day wondering whether he's going to be nice to you or whether he's gonna call you again. It's this nice, smooth, easy ride. If you're not in a relationship that feels like that, you shouldn't even be in a relationship for one month, much less seven months, much less, oh, how do I, I married the guy who I never felt comfortable with because he was so good on paper. What I love about these kind of questions is that you could write a really little paragraph and so much is revealed in that paragraph that we could spend 10 minutes dissecting it on a podcast, right? So if you're in a relationship, and we could take this question and extrapolate it to all the women who are listening to this Love You podcast. If you're in a relationship and you don't have a lot of dating experience, maybe you need more dating experience. If you're putting him up on a pedestal and hoping he chooses you, you have to take back your CEO energy. And if you're in a relationship where you don't really feel like you're best friends and it's not easy and it doesn't flow and there's something a little awkward, Listen to that, realize you can do better. Whether you're doing better on paper is a different story. Marriages aren't built on paper, they're built on the connection. Your connection should be a fun, easy one. Now let's circle to that other question that we were given at the top, right? where she's in a relationship with a guy who is a good boyfriend, nominally, in that he tries to make her happy, but she's not happy. She says she's frustrated, she says she's ambivalent. Harder for me to give a full answer to this, because. I'm not talking to her. And I have a belief. I have a belief that's animated by life experience. My belief is that you don't always know when you've met Mr. Right, but you do know when you've met Mr. Wrong. So a lot of people think, oh my God, when I meet him, I, you'll, you'll just know he's your soulmate. I've seen that fail way too many times. So I don't trust that feeling, but I do trust if something's wrong and you don't listen to that voice, that's how people end up in 
terrible 25-year marriages is because they didn't listen to the voice that said something was wrong after like six months and then they stayed together for 25 years. I'm always encouraging you, whether you're just listening to me as a fan or you're part of Love You, to really tap into that voice because if you don't listen to it, it will get worse for the rest of your life. The problem is people tend to overcorrect. Right? I use all these hand gestures on YouTube so you could see. People tend to overcorrect in one direction or the other in two ways. When you have wild attraction, it's a wonderful feel. When you have crazy attraction, everything goes and your critical thinking goes out the window. That's one way to date is you turn off all the things that may cause you to leave him because you're so attracted, you have such a strong connection, you can't think about anything else, and you'll let a lot of stuff slide and sweep it under the rug. The other side of this, and this is the main thrust of what we're driving at, is that you dissect everything. If you're not wildly attracted to him, you, what do you do? You actually see him clearly. And when you see a guy clearly, and you're not that wildly attracted to him, you tend to find fault with everything he does. And if you find so much fault with him, that half the time you're dating him, you're thinking, maybe I should be with somebody else. You should probably find someone else, right? It's not fair to him, it's not fair to you. So this is subtle. You are allowed to have second thoughts about the person you're dating, especially if you're thinking really clearly. It wouldn't, I, I don't think my wife would say that I am the tallest guy, smartest guy, richest guy, funniest guy she's ever dated. Hopefully I'm all of those things in some measure, but I'm certainly not gonna be at the top of every category. So it's perfectly reasonable for her to think, maybe I could do better, maybe I could do better. But she didn't spend 16 months dating me before I proposed with most of her time thinking, I could do better, I could do better, I could do better. We have to almost listen to how loud that voice is. Because if it's loud and you ignore it, it's gonna come back to bite you in the ass someday down the road. As to whether you're only destined to date men who aren't eager to please you, which is the way that question closed. I'm ambivalent about this guy who's really nice to me. Maybe this means that every time a guy is nice to me, I'm going to devalue him. Understand that's a choice. If you date men who don't please you, who don't prioritize you, who aren't givers, well, yeah, you've just written your life script. Don't be surprised if you end up in a series of miserable relationships. But just because you dated a guy who was a pleaser and you decided you didn't like him, doesn't mean that you should swear off all guys who are givers and pleasers and are commitment oriented. It's just that guy, right? So that's where this again, gets subtle and kind of gets messy. It sends the message that, oh, uh, you know, if a guy's really nice to me, I'm going to devalue him. And, I, you know, I only value guys who are ambivalent about me and act like assholes. So what does that do? It incentivizes guys to be ambivalent about you and act like assholes. And then you complain, why are guys so ambivalent about me? <laughs> why do I attract assholes? So you don't have to really rewire yourself. You don't have to convince yourself of that. But boy, it's nice to be treated well in a relationship. I really recommend you try. It. Just like you would want a hotel to you know, go into the Four Seasons. Hello, Mr. Katz. Here's your hibiscus tea. Your room is 404. Let's give you a tour. When they really take care of you, it feels great. Why wouldn't you want to be in a relationship where a guy took care of you? Now, if you're not attracted to him, if you don't respect him, if you don't enjoy his company, there's only so far that goes. But we can't just devalue every guy who's nice. But just because a guy is nice, doesn't mean that you're going to pass him up. Most women do want to be treated by men. They put up with jerks because those jerks come with other attractive qualities like confidence and looks and money. But the more you can veer to being treated well by guys, the better dating and relationship questions you're going to have for me about the actual guy. 
you can't turn a jerk into a good guy, right? But you can find a way to have a relationship with a nice guy that lasts forever. So if you have a question, I'm saying this out loud, even though I don't know that this is the answer, please send it to blog at evanmarkkatz.com and I may take that question on uh, in a future podcast. Until then, I very much thank you for uh, listening to the Love You podcast, to listening to me muse aloud at these questions. And remember, hold out for a better guy. You will have a better relationship. Never stay in a relationship where you spend most of your time thinking that you could do better because if you think that, you probably can't. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. In Love You, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.